pickaxe. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This program is brought to you by Resonance 104.4 FM. If you like what you hear and want to support our work, please make a donation at fundraiser.resonance.fm. Welcome to One Life Left, Britain's favourite video game radio show. My name is Steve Curran. Hello, I am Simon Byron. And I am Return of the Anne. Three out of three. Well yes. done. How are you well feeling, done, Anne? I'm, uh, feeling better now, thank you. What was up? Oh, you know, that bug that's going around. That bug. Yeah, um, just felt rubbish. I thought your email i mean oh, good. Y- you've seen this the uh, staff handbook haven't you about what <laughs> about about what to do if you're feeling poorly yeah uh, i, I thought I your email it. subject line i'm unbroadcastable sick yeah. was uh, was quite a bold opening for sending that through to hr yeah uh, i think hr appreci- appreciates the directness okay uh, and also the grading of how sick you are. Okay, right, yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Good, well, it's nice to see you uh, better. Back, back, back. Yes. yes. How are you, Steve? Mm. I'm good. It's nice to be back at Resonance, isn't it? It's nice to have all three of us on the show it for is. the first time in a while. Are you? Is that one of those trendy water bottles that filters as you drink? Uh, it is not. It's just a, a standard water bottle that measures how much you've had to drink, right? You'll see there are, there's a little sort of clicky cap, right? Yeah. Which you'll see, if you look through that little gap, I've had four... Four waters. Four, four of them. <laughs> but, yeah, four waters. That's what yeah, I've done today. But congratulations! You know, and look, I can easily click it and turn so it you can to, lie. So it well, doesn't the measure. Thing them, is, you do. If you're a man full of sort of nervous tension, like I am, you just stand there going, and then you lose track. Oh dear. Why is it important that you re- you measure waters? Got to stay, stay hydrated. hydrated. Okay. <laughs> good answer. Yeah, that's a good answer. Uh, so you're back to full strength, Anne. Yes. Simon, how are you? Uh, I'm good, actually. I've um, I've been uh, slightly concerned about where I've been on the internet this weekend. Ooh. What do you mean? I what? found myself down a rabbit. I've, uh, well, I'm currently simulating a game of basketball on my Switch. Right. I am it's currently simulating because apparently the internet tells me this is a cheap way to earn VC in uh, NBA 2K. What are you doing? Well, uh, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't want to. I don't want to revise my review from last week, but I've been. I've, I've had an awful time of it this oh, week. Okay. Um, what I've realised is that NBA Two K gimps your player from the start. So you start off as rubbish, mm-hmm. and you build your way up to being um, in the NBA. I don't know much about basketball. Um, yeah, it's like to being top scorer, yeah. top goalie. Um, but you start off as rubbish, and you've got to earn virtual currency. So, and, and it's it's like the opposite of what you want to. You, 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 I think we need more more assistance. So, right. Yeah, but you upgrade them using VC. I only bought well, my friend from America who was over bought it, and he he only bought the standard edition. Ah, didn't get much VC with it. So I'm playing the simulated game. What is VC? Virtual currency. Ah, uh, because I was like, why are you why are you trying to amass venture capitalists? Well. I'm doing that on behalf of 2K. So I'm running that. I'll let you know at the end of this whether you get uh, how much virtual currency you get. And then, you know, we can multiply that by the time that I'm in the studio. Can't and wait. That's your hourly rate. And my hourly rate. Did you, you didn't listen to the show last No, week, I you? told you I was ill. And then I, there was, a, it was the kind of illness where you just, you can't, 
go back. Understand. So, <laughs> sort of understand. So, I read the news out. Oh, did you? Yeah, I found it quite difficult. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Was it because I'm a slow reader or the news was unedited? I didn't hit the end of the jingle. Any news you know, was it. edited. It was edited, so yeah. I'm a slow reader. Yeah. So, you're going to hit every jingle Absolutely today. not. There's one that's definitely way too long. Good luck. It's 7.04 on Monday the 25th of September. I'm Anscan 3 and this is the news. Shut everything else down. Niko Atsumi is coming to PlayStation VR. This life-changing information was announced as part of Sony Japan's Tokyo Game Show news via its PlayStation Twitter account. Very few details were given, which is great because it actually means that we can imagine how great it's going to be stroking Tubbs' full tummy without any limitations. It's not even certain if it'll only be released in Japan, which doesn't matter because we can always move there. This news section is now has now reached its natural conclusion and so there will be no more news ever. Oh, wow. That's how professional does it. Uh, I, I missed this, but then again, I, you know, I'm not a fan, of, well, not a particular fan of the original. Um, no, well, this, is, this hits all of the points for me. Uh, Niko Atsumi, which is great, cat collection game, got very into it, uh, and PlayStation VR, which we all know I'm a huge fan of. I did see, I, when we were around at yours the other day, I did see your PlayStation VR. A little bit of dust Literally on. gathering dust. <laughs> well, I've got an excuse to, to get it out That's again. That's fantastic. Potentially, if it's released hmm. over here. Well, but never mind. We'll find ways around so it. So you, uh, you managed to get out of Niko Atsumi. Uh, I don't know if I got out. I just got out of the habit maybe that is the killer isn't yeah. it so so this will bring you back in 100 percent. okay i wonder how well i i sort of because um the, on the phone uh the mobile version of it is so good because you can just do it it's like a little thing that you drop into every day mm. setting up the psvr is such um a hassle yeah um, I wonder what the gameplay is going to be like because it can't be that drop in, drop out kind of thing that you do. Um, yeah, you're going to have to get foot. dressed up for it, aren't you? You're going to have to put your wear your ears and your, and your tail yeah, and all yeah. that sort. Of, I mean, I haven't I haven't played it, but I imagine that's well. Make sure it's all configured so you don't punch a light bulb. Right. Any predictions? I I suspect it'll be mini games, won't it? Mini games framed around tubs, feeding tubs. Um, that yeah, sounds 100% ideal. In. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it sounds it sounds nice. PUBG developer Bluepoint is not happy with Epic's Fortnite. Epic is to release the Battle Royale standalone mode of Fortnite for free on PS4, Xbox One and Windows this week. Bluepoint is grumpy that some of the similarities to its own Battle Royale game saying, We've had an ongoing relationship with Epic Games throughout PUBG's development as they are the creators of Unreal Engine, the engine we license for the game. Bluepoint is also mad because Epic has been mentioning PUBG in press releases without speaking to Bluepoint. Mm. Did you see this, Simon? I did see this. Um, yeah, it, it's not. It, it's it's basically because of the engine that they're using, not necessarily the references, isn't it? That they are a bit grumpy about because there are battle royale modes in many games, and of course, yeah. battle royale is is in fact a rip-off <laughs> of the film Battle Royale. <laughs> it so, is. So it's, yeah. it's a tricky area to be. But have concerned you seen about. the trailer for? Fortnite. I, I did, no, I don't know much about this. <laughs> right, so I, I, I've not played Fortnite. I think it looks quite fun, a kind of uh, Overwatch-esque take on shooting people. Uh, but there's, you can't see the trailer for Fortnite and go, huh, well, this, is, this is... I mean, you parachute onto an island. Now, is that unique is, to PUBG, or is that in the film Battle Royale? I've not seen the film Battle Royale. No? No? Okay. I mean, I feel like we're not talking from a position of authority <laughs> here, are we? No, maybe we should just pretend we are. Okay. Yes, it is. No, it's not. No, okay. well, no I it's not. No, because I, I did spot the parachuting, and I do know that you do that in PUBG, and uh, I thought, oh, then I thought, well, m- maybe that's in the film. Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't think that um, I read a sort of clarification by uh, Bluepoint about what their... Um, what their actual grievances are. And it's so they obviously license the Unreal Engine, they pay royalties towards uh, using that. Um, and they're saying Epic say that they support indie developers, and this is obviously one of the big hits for them. Um, and then, th- and they're annoyed that they don't, because they don't think that Epic actually are supporting them 
because they're bringing out their own thing mm. with the weight of like that big company behind them and using their name by going, oh, you like that thing? Well, actually, you can come over here and play it on in our game, and you don't have to. Uh, you don't have to buy that, or you don't have to play that. Yeah. Um, and I can understand that frustration because you know they're a lot smaller. They think they've got this really great thing. They're paying their money. They want some support for it, and uh, sort of. Not getting that. I mean, they'll probably be okay because the key here is the player base and the player base is vital to PUBG's success mm. and is already there. I'm, I'm not sure how well Fortnite is doing, do you know? Don't know, don't no. Know anything about Pass this. Me by that has. I mean, it looks, it looks good, but I, the first thing I thought when I saw uh, that, that graph I think we've talked about on the, the show before uh, is that every single big publisher must be working on their own, um, battle, on their royale. own battle royale game at this point like i've no doubt that blizzard have, have got an overwatch star one mm. in the works as well so is that an exclusive <laughs> yes there it is. let's assume so mm. uh everyone everyone will be having a shot at it and i i guess the unfortunate thing here, here is the person having a shot at it is the people who you know um pubg rely on mm. to uh to make their game run what have uh epic come back and said Anything? Any comment from them? No. Okay. Steam has implemented a new review graph to counter review bombing. Firewatch was recently subject to a review bomb where large numbers of users downvote a game to affect the game's review score after developer Campo Santo issued a DMCA strike against PewDiePie. Steam has now added a histogram to game, to game pages to show the ratio of positive to negative reviews historically for each game. The company hopes this will highlight to potential buyers where an, a review bomb has happened and has artificially brought down the review score. Right, I think this is interesting. I saw some snark aimed at it, saying, you know, the way you take on a toxic community is not just to draw graphs of their behaviour. <laughs> I can imagine this actually encouraging review bombs, yeah. so we can go, hey, look, look we did really well there. Crash, everybody, <laughs> look at this. Um, the, the question I have that you know, uh, it's not specifically related to that, is in this age of games constantly being updated. Mm. Isn't that often a valid reason for negative reviews springing from nowhere? For example, I saw this week um, Lawbreakers, mm. or maybe last week, made some huge changes to their video games which go against what they originally pitched it as, this super fast, hardcore shooter, and they've given everyone more health, so it's a bit of a slower game, and they've nerfed some of the things. And the community, the small <laughs> community, you know, the, the dozens of players there are furious about it. Okay. And lots of them have been, you know, leaving negative reviews saying, I cannot, cannot in good conscience recommend this review because it's no longer the thing that I bought. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's changed. Um, now, wouldn't that be flagged on a histogram and say this has changed recently? So what it needs is annotations, doesn't it, of yeah. th things that happened in time. Yeah. So well, you so have you a game update, V1.3 release, just a picture of a racist. <laughs> <laughs> you can, um, you'll apparently be able to hover over it and see like some examples of reviews from that time. Um, so perhaps they're assuming that people will be able to differentiate between this game is rubbish um, and this game is rubbish because they updated. Da -da -da -da. But it feels like a lot more work on the. But on the potential buyer's part to have to like decode all of this information, mm. you know, cross-reference, get a matrix, figure out, you know, look at news stories from the time. Why, why could they have been attacked? Instead of just, you know... Turning reviews off. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like Nintendo has paid a sweet tribute to Satoru Iwata with a hidden game in the Nintendo Switch. An emulation of NES Golf, which was programmed by Iwata-san, was discovered to be hidden in all Switches last week. People at Switch Brew looked into how you can run the game and it looks like it's a nice tribute. To launch the game, you have to move the Joy-Cons in a gesture that looks like uh, that looks like what Iwata used to do on Nintendo Direct. This will activate a voice sample from him. The date must also be July the 11th, the day that Iwata passed away in 2015. I don't believe this. I don't believe this. <laughs> really? I don't believe this actually happens. Because the stipulations are, your Switch can never have been connected to the internet and only has a system update, so actually no one can run it now, can they? No, that's not true. You're, well, your stipulation is for you to hack the date. It can know it. But you can't hack... But you have to be on a, on a firmware that no one's on at the moment as yeah. well, either. You've, so. you've got to wait until that date. Yeah. Like, people who haven't connected their Switch to the internet I don't can... This. <laughs> I just don't believe this. I think this is a joke. I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it's nice if it's true, 
But I don't. But has anybody done it? When, oh no, I mean, I haven't done it. No. Well, how does it But can't we just wait until July next year? We can do, and yeah, we can meet back here on <laughs> Eowatt's birthday. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm bang up for that, and then we can. Hang on, let me just check what day it is. If, imagine if it was a Monday, July the 11th. Wednesday. <laughs> mm, okay, let's not then. So, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> so if it is not true, we could just start. No, but that's what I think it is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This this feels. I, we we have seen a more playful n- Nintendo mm. leaving messages in the NES Mini. Mm-hmm. Presumably there'll be one in the SNES Mini. mini. Um, so yeah, you can see that. But they but they uh, nothing as complicated or convoluted as this. And people have ascribed a lot of meaning to this as well. Mm. You know, it's like. Iwata is 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 it's his is his him his spirit in each Nintendo Switch and yeah. I'm crying here is what people were saying on <laughs> on Twitter when they when they realised that. You're not crying. You look. You've got your Switch out right now. He's here with us. <laughs> Do you I not tell you what, what he would have wanted was for me to uh, artificially <laughs> abuse a game system just to get some virtual currency. <laughs> And finally, fans of football team Everton are getting in a flap about the new sponsor logos on the team shirt sleeves. It seems having angry birds in garish fonts slapped across players' biceps or whatever that muscle is has ruffled a few feathers and made them all, well, a little angry. This is the first year that sponsor logo- logos have been allowed on shirt sleeves and it looks like this one might have been a Rovi own goal. <laughs> That's great. Really good. That's really good. Really Thanks. good. I just got, yeah, I can't think of any no, more. No, that's the only one. That's the only one. That's it. Well done. Um, did you have you seen this on the on the television? You watched this on Match of the Day, did you? Um, I watched. I didn't. I saw a picture of it. Okay. Looked like a logo. Right. On a sleeve. Okay. Um, I read that other ones look slightly more sophisticated um, than this one. The, but there's a whole. Um, uh, d- different different game going on here now. I know that people want to be shirt sponsors so that they can get into FIFA. Oh, really? So, yeah, they left it a little late this time around. But, yeah, when stuff gets updated, then you'll get uh, the Angry Birds in uh, in FIFA. What What if Pro Evolution Soccer sponsored someone's sleeves? <laughs> <laughs> I think this will be the last year they do Pro, Pro Evolution Soccer, don't you? I think we... Did we not talk about this last year, last week? Well, well probably last year. Yeah, well. last year. yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. um, it got beaten by the basketball, didn't it? Well, we can see. You're not <laughs> playing pro right now, are Isn't, you? Isn't um, football manager on Watford's... I think that's right. It is, yeah. yeah. I bumped into Miles, actually, at EGX. Did you? He'd just come back from seeing the Foo Fighters. <laughs> it was his last night out before the new game, he said. And then he told me the date, which I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam.
You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. This is Tax Stat and it's called This Ain't Over. It's from chipmusic.org, like so much of our wonderful music. Uh, we've just had some technical issues. Did. We did. Thought we were going to have to do a really, really, really long uh, spate of filling, didn't we? Because uh, Skype did a strange thing. Simon was going to describe yeah. his basketball game, which uh, is on, uh, what do you call it, intermission? No, uh, uh, there was a, the, the timeout. Time. I've got 6.6 seconds remaining. <sighs> um, yeah, and like, like, yeah, it's just taken eight, and now there's a costume character on stilts. But you saw cheerleaders. I did, Steve. That was between you and me. <laughs> cheerleaders cheat, cheat code. Oh, my goodness. Uh, but fortunately, I, I will keep you updated on the amount of virtual currency that we earn from this debacle. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to be listening to that for the next 10 minutes or so. Uh, we're delighted to be joined by Brandon from Finish Line Games. Hello, Brandon. Oh, hold on. Oh, hello. Hello. There you go. Sorry. Into that NBA discussion. <laughs> yeah. Are you playing NBA? Um, I have never been able to uh, take a shot that went into the net. In <laughs> it's NBA fun, isn't it? It's fun. It's fun. I uh, normally lose by 60 or 70 points, so I kind of retired from that series, though I, I know it's really impressive. Um, it is good. Yeah, it, it is good. Uh, I don't understand basketball, and I don't understand what's happening with my player. So I'm currently trying to grind for virtual currency. That's what I'm doing. That's, that's, video, that's modern video games for you. <laughs> <laughs> but we're not, we haven't well, got you on as an NBA expert, though, have we? Oh, no, thank goodness. Because uh, <laughs> we have a hometown team. I still don't understand how fouls work, and I've watched them for 10 years now. So. Where are you based? Uh, I'm based in Toronto. Uh, how are you? I'm, right. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm watching so- the Raptors. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's That's fantastic. Are they doing well? Uh, well, I, I wish they'd hurry up. They were drawing after regular times. So it's gone into extra time because North American sports don't uh, don't allow draws, do they? Well, only in very special circumstances when, when the players are, are are tired and they don't want to play anymore. Is that right? But usually, <laughs> yes, they 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 take great pains to not have draws anymore. Well, well, thank you so much for joining us from Toronto. Tell us about Finish Line Games. Uh, awesome. Yes. Uh, Finish Line Games, uh, we're a studio, we're a small indie studio in Toronto, um, uh, founded uh, by uh, a couple people from Pseudo Interactive, Daniel Posner and Richard Hilmer. Uh, currently, Daniel and I uh, oversee day-to-day operations for it, and we were both co-leads on uh, Maze, which was recently released for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Was this your first game? No, no. Uh, it was definitely the biggest, most ambitious, and scariest th- okay. game I've ever worked on. Um, not scary content-wise, just scary trying to make it. Uh, I've worked on, I think, six to eight since I entered the industry okay. the last uh, five years. So, But uh, this is the biggest one I've definitely been a part of. Tell us a little bit about it, Danny. It came out on Steam last year, did it? Yeah, um, it was released on Steam on December first, um, and it's uh, the the tagline. It's a it's a video game uh, about sentient corn, and <laughs> I still have no idea how this happened. It's like I blacked out for three years, and a video game with talking corn came out. <laughs> but it's uh, basically a first person adventure game, um, uh, kind of modeled around a point-and-click interface, even though you, you you pick up stuff and carry it around in the environment. Um, we, we had a lot of inspiration from from old LucasArts uh, games, also uh, some, you know, uh, some recent uh, adventures. Um, I, I kind of uh, kind of hesitate to call them walking simulators, because I just kind of think they, they're a bit, bit more than that, but it's stuff like Gone Home, Stanley Parable, um, uh, Ethan Carter, stuff like that. Um, and uh, so if you're looking for something along those lines, uh, which has a sentient corn and a talking Russian robot bear that is your sidekick, um, well, this might be for you. <laughs> you mentioned some of the, your inspiration with some of those old LucasArts games, but you picked the first-person view. Why was why was that? Um, well... Our team is just uh, is, is kind of uh, our team was really good at uh, 3D art, um, so it was kind of by necessity as as well as it was by we wanted to see 
how weird it would get if we actually did more realistic graphics. I mean, we were thinking of a lot of styles to start with uh, when we were making the game. But one of the things that um, I was going to say popped and then I decided not to because (laughs) I'm tired of corn puns. Uh, (laughs) uh, One of the things that really stuck out was um, how uh, you could have this like just juxtaposition between sort of realistic type environments and then bam, these corn people with faces are talking to you and i thought that was really strong uh and uh when we started uh creating the assets we 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 saw that we really hit on something pretty cool um and yeah more people are used to first person uh first person uh genre games right now i Uh mean i you know we're getting a bit of a resurgence with the point and click style i mean with um, Thimbleweed Park, yeah. I think, and uh, a bunch of other uh, a bunch of other titles. So, so that's great to see. But I thought uh, I thought if we could try to do it this way, um, uh, it might actually be a bit more uh, be be interesting to 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 look at and see. How was the original launch then back in December? Did did it go well? Oh yeah, we were really happy with it. Um, we we got into Nvidia's indie showcase, which was a, a good bump. Uh, Double Fine um, invited us to their Day of the Devs event uh, right before we launched, and that was that was really cool. Um, and and the, the feedback's been great. I mean, uh, ninety to ninety five percent of the comments that we get to uh, Twitter, or email, or or Facebook are. are pretty positive which i'm very surprised at <laughs> but uh uh yeah I, I don't know how we managed to get that ratio so I, i'm just glad that people are connecting with it because there's many times when i was looking at this going is anybody gonna get this at all or it's it's a game about talking corn what? and apparently they do so i'm really happy with it <laughs> how's the um how's the uh the move to consoles been um it's been pretty, pretty good. I mean, it's always a challenge to uh, to to port something from one pl- platform to another. Um, but it it really uh, it really was a great learning process for us to uh, to to start working on the PS4 and the Xbox One. And um, I mean, uh, going through certification and all that stuff, uh, they, both uh, both platforms were really really helpful. Um, I went not gonna lie, uh, I, I spent a lot of late nights playing the game over and over again uh, on the Xbox and the PlayStation where I, I'd i have tr- nightmares, well, dreams, I guess. <laughs> Maybe not nightmares, about <laughs> running through the game um, just to make sure that everything worked properly. But... Um, but uh it was it was really neat to kind of, uh, to to see it be uh to see it run on both both systems and it was pretty straightforward i mean it was challenging because we're a small team but uh we didn't run into too many hiccups uh to to publish the uh, publish on either one so it was pretty good is it is it is it, is it tricky to looking at something that you that you created you know i'm gonna say so long ago let's say ten ten nine ten months ago uh and then when you when you're bringing it out to other formats did, were, were there areas that you sort of wish that you'd done better or do you done differently or any, any anything like that pop up oh yeah there's always things you, you know you you want to you want to do a little bit differently um when you're when you're working on when you're working on stuff and, and trying to trying to port it um I really like the fact that we um, we we, uh, we made the game run a, a lot smoother. Um, I mean, we we did a lot to to optimize it, and I think that was uh, it's really challenging. Just we were kind of crazy in that we wanted to do this sort of realistic ish looking game, and just rendering all that corn in the environment was setting our PCs on fire at the start, so uh, so it's nice to actually get some more time to to fix that. Um, but you know, there's 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 design changes you kind of want to do, but every there, there's a there's a you know cost benefit like analysis there. I mean, if if we wanted to, I could work on this thing for three more years and probably not get everything that I wanted to just right. But I, I'm happy with where it where it went uh, and and where we got to. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's always little things that I'm going to see that no one else will see them. And I'm just have to bite my tongue and go, Oh, <laughs> you don't see that. Oh, they didn't. Oh, that's good. Now it's out on uh, Xbox and PlayStation 4. We're going to see it on any other formats. Are you going to do a switch version? 
Uh, we're thinking about it, um, but nothing uh, definite yet. Um, I'd have to stop playing the Switch in order for me us to start working on it. I managed to. I was lucky enough to get my hands on one. They're they're still really hard to get over here too. Um, I ha- uh, I live in Toronto. You couldn't get one here. Uh, to save your life, and I managed to find one when I was with my wife visiting some family in Ottawa. I managed to call one of the the stores, and 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 then I I basically made them do a mad dash over there, and I actually got to pick the color. Okay, what did you exciting. go for? I don't think you're gonna like it. I went for gray. Did you? Yeah, you need to talk to Anne about that. Uh, I think gray is actually very trendy. I think like it's you're not trying to put your personality into your switch. I feel like you've got <laughs> enough personality that you don't need colors to accessorize it. That's the best argument that I I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> that's the be- that's a better argument that I've done. Yeah, and I it's think. it's definitely not just because that's the only one that either of us could get. Definitely not that. <laughs> So what? Absolutely so uh, if, if you're you're thinking about a Switch version, um, uh, assuming that you uh, that you move on to new projects, how, have you started on those yet? Uh, yeah, we're we're really we're early working on uh, a new thing. Obviously, I can't really say too much well, about it, but. <laughs> I know you guys are all about the exclusive. Maybe, <laughs> maybe next time. What color um, is it? <laughs> Just the dominant color. Gray. Is it? <laughs> Anna like it. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna add some red and blue now. Thanks. To, okay. I got some good feedback yeah, yeah. in the last five minutes. So uh, <laughs> what is, what uh, I'm really excited by uh, what we're working on, though. Um, it, it's really cool to kind of just. You know, after you work on something for so long, uh, you know, it's been three years ever uh, since we since we actually first formulated the idea. Um, you always get that new project smell, that new game smell when you're starting to you're starting from the very beginning and you have no idea what's going to happen and you're just trying to make it the best possible thing. Uh, so so it's it's uh, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and I hope uh, hope we can talk about it a bit more uh, down the road. Good. Well, stay in touch. How, how, how are things out in Toronto? It's a pretty healthy scene out there at the moment, isn't it? I see uh, talking to Switch, Lovers in a Dangerous Space Time's coming soon to Switch. Um, I really like the look of uh, Light Fingers. Um, I want N++ N++ Switch. as well. You guys well. are knocking yeah. it out of the park, aren't you? <laughs> well, actually, uh, funny enough, we're, we're pretty good friends with uh, Mayor uh, and Regan from N, uh, the, the N++ plus developers they actually live right near my wife and i we we, we walked into we ran into them uh uh while we were having a walk a week ago and they're they're in the the shipping you know fatigue mm. of developer you know like you would when you get when you're when you're uh, starting to, to to close in on a uh on finishing so so yeah and, and it's really cool because i i've like i've known of them for years before I started. Uh, I, I started my game development career, and the fact that you know I can t- say hi to them, and you know we we, we talk about stuff, and it's the same with uh, you know guys over at uh, a Drinkbox and Cappy at Get Set Games, and uh, and just the scene is just you know so friendly and so encouraging. Nobody really thinks of each other as competition, and we always try to help each other out if we need advice or, or stuff like that. I mean, it's a, it's a really good place to, to work on stuff. Uh, uh, cause there's a lot of really cool indie, indie studios that are popping up around here. Excellent. Well, uh, yeah, stay in touch. Best of luck with the console launch. Keep us posted on how it goes. And yeah, and as soon as you're ready to talk about your new project, do come back on, won't you? Absolutely. I mean, I'd ha- if I had to give a rating of Maze, it'd probably be around <laughs> a seven out of ten. So I, I, I don't have know. to say, you got <laughs> you know what you're. Well done. You know I what. How <laughs> can you tell? I've listened to your show. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Nice one. Cheers, really good to be on. You Thanks too. Right, thank you. Bye bye. Hello, I'm Sega Badawi, and welcome to One Life Left. Local news. Thousands of residents are up in arms over the local government's decision to remove the licence for the revolutionary taxi firm that has changed transportation in the town. If you recall, the taxi firm took a new approach where customers could choose to give additional tips to the driver if they drove in a particularly speedy manner or did some incredibly dangerous jumps. 
It is for this reason that the authorities removed the licence, saying that they thought pedestrians were at risk, even though they always managed to jump to safety at the last moment. Some local residents were upset, saying that the decision was crazy. However, other taxi drivers were happy and stated that the company did not pay their drivers enough, with very strict penalties if they ran out of time on their meter, and the only way to reset this was to put more money into the arcade machine. Thanks, and back to your usual programming. Uh, well, I've got no idea whether I earn any virtual currency there until the game's finished. <laughs> it's just gone to the menu, so... Did you win it? That was, no, I didn't. I lost. It went into overtime, and I was like, can we just finish this? I want to see it anyway. Yeah. Talking of modern video games, Henry Barnes writes, Hello team, hello super special guest. Should I keep playing Destiny 2? It's boring, but I need better gear. Help me. <laughs> Hen. That's a good question, isn't it? Give up. None of us have been sucked into Destiny, no, have we? No. We've always avoided it. I came very close with Destiny 2 okay. and realised that I was going to have to spend money to acquire it and right. decided not to. So it's a portable version. You can just keep that running during the radio show and get better <laughs> gear. Uh, uh, is that a yes or a no for Henry, then? Give it up. Give, give it, it up. up. Give it up. Get into pub, no. PUBG. No. Instead, that's what the kids are playing. There you go. Yeah. Uh, dear team and SSG, I was so busy being on holiday that I didn't realise you were back on the air. Oh. I've been ploughing my way through a whole bunch of amazing releases recently. Next Machina, Metroid, Sa- uh, Samus Returns, Pokemon Silver, Chicken Wiggle, SteamWorld Dig 2. It's glorious to be so spoilt for choice, even if it's distracting me from important life responsibilities like packing up my life into boxes so I can move house. Uh, I read a lot this week about Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and Fortnite Battle Royale's development teams fighting over whether they own the genre or are carbon copies. It all seems to be getting a bit dirty, but is it really okay for developers to get upset because someone has a similar idea? Call of Duty and Battlefield compete with each other every year and nobody bats an eye. Uh, what's your t- take on this. Thanks and keep up the good work from Chris. Well, I guess we talked a bit about this earlier. Um, we, yes. We need to find out if you parachute in in the film uh, <laughs> and then we'll yeah. come back to you with our, yeah. with our official verdict. Um, I've got the book. Okay. I think it's the book of the film. Well, that, that's going to be the or same. Or it might be it? the film was the based f- on a book. I don't know. But I can... I've not read it. But I could just look, just look, skim for... Is it at the for, beginning? It's at the beginning, if, yeah. I don't know if there are any... Oh, yeah, that's true. It should be, shouldn't right it? Right Just look for the word parachute. Yep. Is it... Uh, have you got it as an e-book? Can you just, like, do... I don't. I, it's, find... a, it's a real book. Like, a book book. Nah. Uh, nah. Nah. Dear team and SSG, writes Chris, more podcast updates this week in the form of Andrew Groen's excellent Empires of Eve, The History Lectures. After the success of his 2016 book documenting the defining points in the MMO space opera story generator's history, he started to reproduce the tales in audio form, and the result is an accessible entry point into a world of genuinely entertaining tales of politics, covert operations, military manoeuvring, and silly player names. It's also the best way to engage with EVE Online, from a distance. (laughs) What games or activities do you enjoy more after adding many degrees of separation? Keep on keeping on. Chris, games you would like um, to be away from but do enjoy hearing about. Uh, I guess e-sports. Player Unknown's quite kind of similar to that. Esports? Yeah, I don't I don't ever want to be an esporter. Esportist. Esportist. Uh but it it is was fun watching them that one it was, time. Wasn't it? So it just seems like a lot of pressure. But then mm. also a lot of joy if you win. Oh yeah, I think I want to keep away from them. Me too. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've always enjoyed watching videos of people play things like PUBG. Uh, do armor. you? You watch Let's Plays now, do you? No, not those. So these are pre-days. Pre- yeah, yeah. Watching through people's windows. Okay. Yeah, just watching people do. play. I don't know. I think there's something about what Anne was saying about the esports is that a lot of those games are kind of super intimidating to play on your own, but you can still get the pleasure of watching situations unfold in 
games that are not uh, explicitly narrative games, games where the situation that you're in is the story, not the narrative they're trying to pin on you. I saw somebody getting a bit upset at Kotaku uh, today because they ran a, a news piece on a man who takes all the gameplay bits out of video games and just puts together movies of them so you can experience <laughs> them without playing them. Right. He'd just okay. done um, Uncharted 2, apparently. Sounds great. Does it? Yeah. You're advocating that sort of behaviour, are you? Yeah, why not? Robert Wells writes, Hello team, hello SSG. So, I've been mostly playing Heat Signature this weekend, mostly on trains. I've taken to trying to secure ships and then taking them home. I've spotted the mystery bonus ship twice now. Always when I've been piloting another ship instead of my pod. Then I try and turn my ship around and it feels like it goes the opposite direction from the one I want it to go. I thought this was a bug, but now I realise it's just physics. Big ships are really difficult to manoeuvre. What features did you think were bugs? Pip Pip Robert. Mm. Each signature's almost made features out of its unexpected behaviour. Have it? you played it yet? I have played it yet, Steve. Mm, have you... How does you he do talk that, about it I in, think to myself? What variables <laughs> is he using? Yeah, He's doing something very impressive with surfaces. Is he? Yeah. Shaders. <laughs> He's clever, Tom Francis is. I can't play it. No gamepad support, apparently. Yes. Mm. That's right. But he's quite apologetic about that, isn't he? I did see that you own it. Yeah. It's, uh, well, I really want to play it. I'm Were really into through his window. <laughs> Stay up to now, I think. Yeah. Really uh, into the idea of, of, of playing it. I think, I think it sounds like the sort of thing I will like, but I don't have the right... Because it's not a Mac, and it's... and. My only PC is a living room PC. Mm. Got a joypad for it, so... Mm. Uh, features that you thought were bugs. Any of those? Mm. Lots of bugs in NBA 2K. Yeah, I thought all the speech popping was uh, was a feature. Or a bug. Uh, I can't remember. I can't think of any examples of this. No. no. None. Got, uh, None Robert, is the answer. Got, it's a good question. This isn't your fault. It's, it's our fault. For not being what, smart what, what our listeners should do to make up for our lack of imagination when it comes to answering some of these off-the-cuff uh, questions is they should correspond with each other over a period of weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can put you in touch. Yeah. Do you have any features yeah. that you thought were bugs? Or what they could do is give us some suggested answers in a sort of postscript. Right. Where they just say... Like Google Mail. Yes. Yeah. That would be really helpful. Yeah, thanks yeah. very much. So can you do that, please, and send them through to... Team at OneLifeLeft.com. Amateur LSDJ. The song is called Victory. I didn't have my um, <laughs> I didn't have my headphones on then. Uh, it just sounded like you you you, you just started shouting. <laughs> it's always a risk. Uh, so what were we going to talk about? Oh, I remember. Uh, so we announced a new Marioki gig this week, didn't we? Yes. Yesterday, in fact, and it's a special one, isn't it? It is one special one. One special day, and it's for special effect. Yeah. Uh, and it's in Leamington Spa this Friday. Leamington Spa. We've never, we've never done Mario in Leamington. The spa. We've never done Mario anywhere spa-like. They say you play. <laughs> uh, they say you play Leamington twice in your career. 
one on the way to the spa <laughs> and one on the way back. We should talk uh, about, uh, so one special day is a games industry-wide initiative. It is. Ooh. Curve Digital getting involved. Uh, so oh, it's, really? it's, it's a day when <clears throat> publishers and d- developers and stores, I think, um, <clears throat> excuse me, donate um, proceeds from a particular title or a range of titles to special effect for the whole day. So you buy the, oh, wow. you buy the games, all the money would go for charity. So we are putting forward Human Fall Flat, our most successful game. That's nice of you. Uh, so if you buy that on Friday, on your way up to the spa, you'll be donating to charity and getting an excellent game to boot. <laughs> uh, yeah, so lot, lots of people are getting involved in it. Lots of, lots of different promotions across the store. So it's a great thing that everyone is doing. And what does special effect raise this money for? Uh, special effect helps um, players with um, disabilities enjoy video games, often by uh, creating bespoke ways of controlling or mm-hmm. bespoke, bespoke experiences um, so that people can continue to enjoy video games uh, if they have particular difficulties they need to overcome. So That's the great. link for uh, uh, our one special day Mario Key is on the Mario Key Twitter, which you can find at uh, twitter.com forward slash sing Mario Key. Uh, there are, let me look at the uh, Facebook attendance currently, 26 going, how 24 much, how interested. Much, how much is our appearance fee for this? <laughs> Actually, <laughs> we're just taking 20%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, of course, we're... Uh, Pro bono. Yeah. No, we're, we're anti-Bono, <laughs> but pro-Bono. Doing a U2 set. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be brilliant. It's Fiverr on the door. We'll come up with some other ways to monetize the Mariachi once you're in there. Yeah. Mark my words. <laughs> uh, but it should be a brilliant, brilliant night, running 7 till 10, I think. Although Scamps is turning up at 7.30. Is it starting at 7? I think so. it says on the fly. I just waltz in. Yeah, just waltz in. Yeah. Pick up a microphone as you walk through the door. Don't need a ticket. This is my <laughs> ticket. Yeah, good. It's true, you will be charged. It'll be difficult to say. I'm, I'm not paying. I'm not going to pay. Sorry. Well, yeah. Good. All right. Any other business? Any other Mariaki business? Next Mariaki's Friday, 13th of October. It's Naughty's Night in London. Naughty Friday the 13th. Though we are doing a gig before that as well, aren't we? In Kayani. Yes. In Finland. Yes. And a gig after that in Hovda in Sweden. So God, it's we have to get t-shirts made, aren't we? Tour. With, yeah, tour, tour t-shirts. t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. Well, the big ones, Finland, Sweden and Leamington. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. No, I mean, obviously. Obviously. It's a big one. Heart of the UK games Heart industry. Exactly. Come on. Right, um, should we do reviews now? Should we have another song? Yeah, let's All reviews. right, let's do reviews. Hold on, one, two, three, four, five. Boom. What have you been playing, Scans? You should have lots to talk about. Yeah. You've been away for two weeks. I do. Uh, okay, first thing, uh, Fugel. That, ah, yeah. Fugel. 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 That oh, yeah. nice Norwegian um, flying sim. Right, so I saw that at um, Nordic Game last year or year before, I think it might have been. Thought it looked beautiful. Saw that it was out. Uh, went and got it on my phone. Uh, sat there. It, is it on the phone? Right, it, so it went going. It was playing. And I was like, wow, this is a really long like introductory cutscene. Turns out I, it's not out on phone yet. And I just <laughs> downloaded some sort of... Uh, and it's all in Norwegian. So right. I was like, oh, this is really atmospheric. That wasn't the game. Uh, then I'll try to get it on my laptop. What was it then? A, 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 a rip-off game, was it? Uh, no, it was, it was this very cute uh, animation story thing. Part of... So it was made no, by the... Right. No. Huh. Just, but also I think that, that, is, that word might just mean fly. Ah. Which I think is probably... should have thought about that. Yeah. should have thought about his SEO. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's out in the early access on yeah. Steam at the moment. So it's not actually... I think it's early access. So it's not properly... Yeah, it is early yeah. access. Not properly out. I've played it. Have you? So I can step in. Great. And review Go. that. Uh, it's super, super beautiful voxel-based flying game. Um, and it's definitely one of those games that some people get angry about say, this isn't a game. Where it's are my flying guns? flying simulator. It's just a... You just flap around and you don't that do it. There's not any objective. Have you been on Steam again? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Um, yeah, so there aren't any objectives. The idea is you just sort of fly around, discover a beautiful world, and things happen, and maybe that will intrigue you, and you'll try different things. I didn't really understand what I was doing, but I definitely enjoyed it. It was atmospheric. I became loads of different birds, swooped low over the water, went into cave systems, and flew at high speed into oh, walls. Great. Oh, that's the best way to fly into walls. <laughs> no. Uh, but no, I really, really enjoyed it. It's a beautiful toy, 7 out of 10. Yeah, I'm definitely going to play it when it comes out on uh, iPhone and not just continue to watch that animation um, a lot. <laughs> so, uh, I've also been playing The Walk, which came out like a few years ago. So it was, um, it's not a walking simulator because you actually have to walk. Uh, it's... Uh, on iOS and Android, and it is made by the people that made Zombies Run. Mm, um, six to start. Yes, and um, so it was made. Uh, so it's written by Naomi Alderman, and it was made with uh, the NHS to try and help people get moving. Um, so it's an audio game. So you uh, so you have it open. You've got this little map, and it tells you how many minutes you have to walk until you can unlock this bit of audio. Um, and so the story is you are an Inverness and a bomb explodes and you're given a package and there's the burns that are bad and you've got to run away from them because people are trying to catch you and you get this woman in your ear because you've got um, a thing in your ear um, and she's telling you all the things to do and where to go and how to like uh, get your way out of situations um, because everywhere is shut down but you need to take this package um, across the length of the country so you have to walk 500 miles and then 500 more, not really, just 500 miles, uh, to get this package. And it's, yeah. 500 real life miles. Yeah, so it's wow. to encourage you to walk. 500 miles. And then 500 more. Um, yeah, and so you're unlocking uh, little audio bits of this story as you're walking. I've had a few uh, glitches with it where sort of it hasn't, the pedometer thing doesn't always like count your steps or I've just been sitting down. Um <laughs> And, yeah, so it's sort of, like, tried to flip me between chapters a couple of times, which has been a bit annoying because, you know, if you're out walking, I want that recorded and I want to get my audio for it. Um, but other than that, it's really good. Um, the story seems is very intriguing um, and the way that you follow it on this map is quite cool as well. You don't actually have to, like, go in the right direction. It's just sort of, like, counting your steps and it will take you along the map. Very good. Seven out of ten. How many miles have you walked? Not 500 yet. No? Definitely not. So how many? I don't know. It doesn't tell you mi- how many are miles. Seems like an oversight. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Maybe there is a bit. I'll look in a bit. Okay, See right. if I can let Keeps you know. posted, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's that one. I mean, there's more, but I'll, I'll let you guys take over hmm. now. Okay, Simon. Well, I have been playing Heat Signature, haven't I? Of course, oh, course you, you have. have. Tom Francis's... <sighs> Tom Francis heat, heat signature. So um, yeah, he released it on Thursday. I was at EGX. Um, so Did you see him? I didn't see him. I'm too embarrassed to talk to Tom Francis these days. He doesn't reply to my tweets. Doesn't favour them or anything <laughs> like that. I think <laughs> I think got a lot he's. To deal with. I think he's embarrassed by my. I mean, he's, I, I don't know by my. It's, I just wish he'd acknowledge me. Well, maybe you just need to do a big gesture of some sort. Stand outside his house. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if you tried playing piano until he (laughs) (laughs) likes a tweet Uh, I haven't tried that no but maybe I will Um, Heat Signature is his latest um, game it's a uh, it's a stealing other people's spaceships uh, game Um, it starts with you being slung out of your own um, into space you get picked up and then um, it's yeah it's uh, you go to a central hub and that's where the game sort of starts and the idea is is that uh, you can pick a series of missions um, with different difficulties different rewards and then you pilot your ship out it's all from a top down view um, very pretty looking game um, and these ships uh, that are going about their business you don't know what's in them till you get there and um, it's 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 unusual in the um, so I mean actually flying the spaceship is really straightforward. You point the direction you want to go and then you thrust and then you, then you break. Um, but it's once you board a ship that things get interesting and um, it's 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 unusual in that it's it's not it's not a turn based game, but it does require you to almost play it like one. You move around in real time, but then what you can do is hit space and then uh, decide what you want to do, what actions you want to take. Um, 
basically uh, the description is any, anything cool involves pausing. So uh, you pause and you can take out a guard, pick up his gun and use that gun to shoot at another man um, and then steal the ship and stuff. And so, yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm not, I'm not too far into it at the moment. I quite like it's got... It's building its, its own in-game history. So when you die, there's records of your character in the sort of central hub. Um, it's doing a very clever thing at the moment where... Um, in, in the game, within the first two weeks of launch, there's a spaceship transporting a very special item around. And if you steal it from the spaceship, you can uh, then use that item in subsequent playthroughs. But it's only going to be transported in these two weeks. I've not got it yet, but Robert Wells has, has, has seen it. He's seen it. He hasn't he has got it. it. No, but I thought that was a very smart thing to do. And yeah, it seems, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's great. Like I say, I've not spent as much time with it as I would have liked. But um, it does seem excellent so far. Seven out of ten. Uh, it's me. Good. Yeah, it's you. It's me. No, but I was looking at that and sort of saying seven out of ten. Anne. Okay, I played Hex and Cells. Steve. Oh, thanks. I played Hex Cells. It's a very, very simple puzzle game, sort of like Minesweeper, but with hexagons. Uh, it's elegant and it's addictive if you like that sort of thing. Seven out of ten. Okay. Uh, did I talk about the end of End Is Nigh, which is a game I played a lot over the break? I don't think you did, Steve. I do try and listen when mm. you're doing your reviews. It's Super Meat Boy. Sometimes you've got to got think about other stuff. It's Super Meat Boy, basically, by the Super Meat Boy. Oh, people. right. Maybe you did, yeah. It is. Uh, if you like that super challenging type of platforming. I do not. Then you will enjoy it if you like that awful adolescent storytelling then I do not <laughs> then you'll enjoy that too I only like one of those things uh, 7 out of 10 okay. second one <laughs> good uh, shall we have a piece of music yes. and then we'll shut down the show This is YQN, and it's called Buck in Bluck. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> or, or, I don't know, that's what it says in my handwriting, the bottom one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Buck right. in Bluck. Right. Don't know, we'll find out when uh, when the caretaker <laughs> puts the podcast up, I guess. We're lucky to have him, aren't we? We Thank are you very, very, much. very lucky. Ben. Thanks, Pen. Again. Uh, we're One Life Left, we're a radio show about video games and we are approaching the very end of the show. We've got about two minutes to kill. Uh, uh, I enjoyed EGX this year. Ah, Saw lots of stuff went. up there. Okay. Saw bumped into Bithel. Really? Yeah. He's pretty pretty happy with himself. He said, yeah. uh, he's pretty pleased with how subsurface circular went. Okay, good. I played it. I didn't, did I review that? I know it was during the summer, wasn't it? I did a, yeah, he was very, very clever. He... he released a game that's two hours long uh, just before the industry was about to get on a flight to Germany so, <laughs> so that's where I played it on the way at least very clever clever, clever small title good setting and good use of good reuse of assets yeah yeah he's, he's done well clever there. guy isn't he he is he knows what Bithers. he's doing uh, yeah no EGX was good um I played a few decent games up there. I didn't queue up for any of the big blockbusters, though. Did you see uh, any pictures from um, Tokyo Game Show, and No, I only... You wrote a news story about it. No, about... It's a video game called Destiny Child. Are you kidding me? No, there's a video game called Destiny Child. And to be honest, the name alone had me more interested than Destiny. Uh, yeah. But no, it's it's... 
It's free to play uh, anime. Um, you know, uh, I don't want to, you know, offend anyone, but an anime dross. Uh, oh yeah, sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> it's got it's got ladies in. Oh, it does, it does, doesn't it? Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Turn that off. <laughs> she's got e- like she's got little um, ears. Mm. What else has she got? Not little. <laughs> uh, so that was that was wow. a bit of any other business. Right, good. I think yeah. that I think that went well. Thanks. Don't Google that, listeners. Or do. Well, you can Google. I don't, I don't really know what to say. <laughs> so uh, we'll see you on Friday at the Leamington Spa gig, yes. the Mariachi gig. If you can't make that, we'll see you the week after in um, Kayani. If you can't make that, we'll see you the week after in London. If you can't yeah. make that, we'll see you the week after in Hovda. Can't make that. I think we you should get the message. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come uh, to your house. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks, bye. Thanks, <laughs> bye.